Welcome to the Brand Community Podcast. Brand communities are the foundation of business growth. They build a human connection between brands and their customers, turn those customers into lifelong advocates, and ultimately grow your business. I'm Sam Heisel, a co-founder and managing partner at Knox, a digital agency that helps brands, artists, and entrepreneurs grow and convert communities online. And I'm Chris Whitman, co-founder of Crony, a creative agency that connects brands and consumers through powerful brand experiences. Every Tuesday, we'll be interviewing marketing leaders and community builders so you can walk away with actionable strategies to help your brand grow and prosper. Welcome to the show. Hey, Chris, how are we doing today, man? Sam, doing fantastic. How about yourself? I cannot complain. Very excited for today's special guest. Who we got lined up? Very special guest today. So super excited to be talking to Sarah Shuey. Uh, Sarah helps design and scale communities through her platform Happily, which essentially helps companies across all sectors assemble the best-in-class events teams um, through a pool of freelancers. What I think is interesting about this network of freelancers that is that it's the most diverse one out there. Um, and you know, to kind of add on to it, they produce carbon neutral and zero waste projects, which is um, you know pretty amazing to hear, especially today. Um, prior to starting Happily, Sarah was a producer at TED Active Conferences, um, and you know, in general, I think her uh, really deep entrenched background in events um, and event marketing uh, it will be really interesting to hear her insights on how to build community, especially. Um, you know, the, uh, as we kind of like go through the global pandemic and um, understand how she's been pivoting in the virtual world. Uh, what do you think, Sam? Yeah, no, I think that's all spot on. I mean, I think Happily is a very valuable platform for companies that are really looking to harness the power of virtual events and, and live events when live events become a, a frequent thing again. With that said, I think in the episode, she dives into some of the best practices as it pertains to very effective formats for virtual events. I think lose um, Zoom fatigue. I think generally people are completely worn out of just basic live streams. And I think there really needs to be this level of community engagement when you're running virtual events. I think she's able to speak a little bit to some approaches there. So uh, really enjoy this episode. So really do just want to get into it. So without any further ado, Sarah Shuey. What's up, Sarah? How's it going today? It's good. It's nice, evening nice. here. Or I guess it's like <laughs> early morning. <laughs> it's very early morning. Uh, you're you're in Thailand, right? Uh, no, I'm in Taiwan. I'm, Taiwan. I'm not in Thailand, as I as I like. If I've heard people say it, which like cracks me up every time. I always like want to call <laughs> Thailand Thailand. You know? Yeah, no, Taiwan is a little Fair like um, it's an island off the coast of um, mainland China, it, mm-hmm. and uh, Ta- Taiwanese people invented boba cat cafes and instant noodles which i have recently discovered which i think is amazing um it's awesome here it's like the hawaii of asia basically or like china it's uh, awesome. incredible incredible well thanks for joining us even though it's so early over there uh on the brand community podcast i think just to kick things off we'd love to just hear about happily and what your journey was to building that company and uh you know how you're kind of creating community over there Mm, yeah, so Happily is the largest and most diverse network of uh, live and virtual event specialists. I used to tell people, like, we're the most diverse, and people would be like, okay, whatever. And then, like, just as a few, like, maybe a year or two ago, people are starting to, like, get it. Like, oh, that's really cool. And I'm like, yeah, that is really cool because I've been in the event space, like, for um, a couple decades now. It's pretty much the only industry I've ever worked inside of. And, um, you know, there isn't a lot of diversity in the event space, unfortunately. Um, it's a lot of, like, 
like hiring people who look like you uh, kind of thing. And like, you know, a lot of people like sort of start and like hire their cousins to be like their PAs and stuff. Right. So it's like a very like, um, inner culture. And, um, and what we've really done at happily is, is created, um, a way that just like actually creates, um, teams based on individuals and, and a network of independents and, and people who are freelancers or small business owners, um, that like, and sometimes they work for actually large companies. So they're like mostly independent small business owners who are teaming up on a project per project basis to, um, to like create really incredible experiences. And so, um, uh, I think there's like a lot of, um, like, because of distributed work and remote work, um, because of the sort of like new, like, uh, emergence of people being more comfortable with like the idea of sort of like freelancers or people having like multiple careers, um, and not being like a one note kind of person. Um, I think, uh, we are in a space now where I think before people used to be really worried about like, Oh, like you're not a crew. You haven't like worked together before. Right. So now what we found with happily and with our community is like, we're all here working for ourselves. We're here like on the hustle, like just trying to become better. We're like all a bunch of like, event nerds that are just like leveling like leveling ourselves up just for the love of it you know and um and so like it's really it's been really fun to be like sort of the leader of this uh an organizer of this these like group of organizers um and and of other like uh, community organizers and event leaders who are just really I don't know. We're just really so excited and lit up by bringing people together um, and like changing the world, which sounds super cheesy, but is so true. Like at Happily, we're all about creating fun and woke experiences. Um, So like everything and every client that we work with, you know, they all have some kind of, um, they all have like really hard, like hardcore, like values um, and a value system, uh, a really clear mission. Um, all of our events at Happily are also uh, completely carbon neutral um, and they're like waste free. So that's um, that's also like pretty, that's also pretty amazing. So we work with a lot of um, folks who are like activists, um, people who are um, really serious about climate change, um, and as well as like a lot of technologists and people who are like thinking about the future because, you know, honestly, it's like hard to to not be uh, in that kind of, of a position when you are um, sort of like working with happily because we're really redefining the way that, um, you know, work structures and power structures exist inside the event space. That's amazing. No, and it sounds like it's uh, able to empower a lot of awesome organizations and, and event organizers. So it's really a, a cool product and company. In that vein, I mean, obviously you've seen and whether it's been events that you've organized personally or events that happily and the, the, the company has enabled, uh, I'm sure you've developed a pretty strong POV when it comes to what makes for a great event, whether it's virtual or live. From your perspective, what are those factors of like great events? I know lots of companies are experimenting with them as a means of growing and nurturing and engaging community, but not everybody does it well. So what what do you keep an eye out for? Yeah, I mean, like community first starts with like shared identity, right? So I think that like when um, so I like co-founded this thing called TED Active and I was like one of the first like 10 or so people at TED after they took their talks online. And um, actually the one metric, the one thing that I like designed for is their like, you know, head of head of programming um, and head of partnerships in, in the early days is, was like, can I like, can I design an experience that makes it so that you leave here 
after your five days with us with three new best friends. And like, if I felt like if I could like actually get you to uh, a place where you felt like comfortable enough to open up all parts and bring your whole self um, to an experience and be able to like meet and interact with enough folks that you found those like common grounds. And at TEDx, we had like people from over a hundred countries, right? Like come together. Not everybody like had English as their first language. And so all different generations, et cetera. And so, um, you know, I, I think that actually for me, the first place always begins kind of there um, is just like, can we create a really super friendly environment? And it's not just about being a friendly environment, but like really actually designing for can we build and create friendships here? Can we design for that? Um, I think when you are able to do that, um, you know, like birds of a feather flock together. And that's where that sense of like identity starts, you know, with community. And once you feel like you're, you see yourself inside of a, a, a group of other of your peers, um, then, and then you actually start to invest, right? Then you start to invest your time, your resources, put that back into helping others that, um, you know, are a part of your uh, a part of your group, you have like a desire and a need to earn trust as well as build trust with others. And that's when communities really start to form when you have like that, that component of identity, that component of trust, and then you put, put them in, in an event experience, you put them in an online space, um, and that's going to like activate them into all different modes of, of engagement. I think some of the, you know, virtual events, like if we talking about virtual right now, right? Um, the um, virtual events that we're doing like runs a gamut. So like I was mentioning, like um, with like, with like all these like activist you know, experiences is what happens like during the, and like in the lead up to the election, there was just like a really important, um, you know, important sort of need. And especially during coronavirus for people to just connect and to just be seen and to be heard. And so really open spaces um, has been really important. Um, I think the, an important thing that we've seen um, is not just like talking heads, people talking at you, but also, you know, places that are, um, you know, that are really like about like anytime like we start like a webinar or a broadcast or a conference like where there's like we try we're always in zoom actually we prefer um places where you can have your cameras on and not just like you're not just inside of the chat right so we think that like that's actually a really big difference between um sort of like going to any social media platform anybody can go onto any youtube and chat um asynchronously but actually an event is when you're like showing up at a specific like space of time your camera is on you are like visit like visibly there um and so when we're there it was always like as soon as we can like let's get into intros let's like into like um let us get into like icebreakers or like experiences that like let you put your camera on let you like show like who you are like as a person that's like so important um you know especially yeah especially these days when it's like you just like feel like you're like in bad TV, like at, on like most of these like <laughs> virtual events, right? Um, and then when we are, when we're doing like more like sort of like, um, we're doing like a bunch of like, like corporate like team building work where everybody kind of knows each other. You don't have to like introduce yourself, like honk the horn around the room, but we still see people saying like, how are you showing up today? So allowing people again to bring their whole selves, um, you know, to the workplace and saying like, oh, like, 
I'm tired. My kid was sick all night. Like, and just like that, those conversations that, you know, we see like, um, are happening in the, uh, and it's sort of like when they're in a meeting or an event, like it helps like sort of change the culture and change what like your daily, like zoom calls might be like. So we're still seeing events as like very special places to sort of shift and move, um, move culture forward. But in a lot of the team building, you know, their team experiences that we're designing, we have something called happily hours and they are like, um, they're mostly like game shows and they're like really fun, like experiences where we bring in like live music and live performers, um, or like we're doing, we're like thinking about 2021 right now. Right. So we bring in, we're bringing in like a collage artist to like come and help you create like a vision board. And like you're, what we found is like really really um, successful with some of the the team building experiences is actually getting people more comfortable with technology. We play this one game called like emoji charades. And like a lot of people don't know that you can like actually use emojis like on your desktop. Right. And so there's like this really this like the surprise and delight experience of just teaching them this like weird little thing that you can like put an emoji up, um, you know, using your keyboard. And then there's like this whole, like everybody knows charades and like you act out the emoji and you have to guess it like by using your keyboard and it's just like this um what we found is just like actually getting people to like lean into the technology learn a little bit more about those settings and feel more comfortable that's a lot a part of the goals that like sub goals that we're seeing um and that we bring it happily like to these uh team building experiences because like we're gonna be in virtual land for at least another nine months or something like that. Right. So, um, there's, there's, there's no need to, uh, there's actually like a really big need to, to actually get people to embrace the tech, um, a bit more for some of these like more like broadcast experiences or like conferences. Like we, um, we try to actually, you know, we work we're really collaborative because the whole freelance nature, we sort of like plug in the gaps, right? Um, where, where you might not have like competencies, whether that's like UX, UI design, whether that's motion graphics, whether that's speaker curation. Most of the time, people like to like curate their own speakers. You know, however, you know, we're always saying like, hey, this is like a, this is like kind of like a film, right? And when you're watching a film, any, I don't know, like there's very few movies that I can think of where I'm like looking at the same background and the same person for more than like 10 seconds at a time. You know, that's like a poignant moment when you like hold on someone's face, right? Um, you know, so we, uh, so we're like constantly like trying to like keep it moving, keep it moving. Um, something, something has to be like new. Um, we, we did a, we did like sort of a, a demonstration. We did a TEDx happily, um, like all in support of countdown and um, getting to like zero, uh, zero carbon emissions by 2030. And um, all of our speakers, I think the, the longest speaker we had was three minutes right? All of our speakers are like, if you can, one minute is preferred, right? Because what we do is we think about like, um, sort of this, what I think of virtual events is it's really a new genre of media. We're not just sort of taking events and like bringing it into the online space. Um, that's kind of like the idea of like, oh, like this works on radio. Let's bring this on TV. That's like a total epic fail. So mm-hmm. anybody that's like thinking that way, I feel like it's a total epic fail. Like really what we're doing is we're kind of combining like, um, 
a mixture of like what I call like a third, a third, a third of movies, memes and movement making. And so in the movies, like, you know, experience, what you're doing is you're creating like a, a story from start to finish. You know, you can use the third, like the three act structure to, to develop a, a narrative, um, you know, and a climax point um, for like what the collective community, you know, story is going to be like for that broadcast or that conference. Um, and then what we're thinking of is like where the, a lot of the reason why I like cut things down to like a minute or three minutes or advise on that is because I'm thinking already about like the next thing, like, what are you going to click on? Like how memeable is this? Right. Because at the end of the day, like learn the, it depends. Like if you're doing something that's like academic and you're learning or you're getting a certification, sure, you're going to need like more time. But if you're like, if you're really just sort of like trying to like be an inspirational conference or like sh demonstrate your thought leadership, you don't need to like go super deep like that. Sometimes you just need to like flex on your network and flex on the quantity of ideas especially again in this virtual environment. If you wanted to go really deep on a subject, do a workshop, right? Like don't do it like in your broadcast. So it's mm -hmm. also like you know, we're advising people like when to go, you know, where in certain places. And that last piece with movement making is really thinking about like, how do you, how do you actually like design your call to action inside of the, inside of that whole like script? Um, and like, what are all the different ways now in this new media, right? What are all the ways that you can invite people in to co-create, uh, co-create the content with you? That's amazing. I mean, you've put it, you, you kind of nailed a lot of like the consensus. I feel like the zoom fatigue, um, you know, really plays in effect. And it's almost like the way that you describe that, it's like, how can you create a virtual event? That's almost kind of like looking at your, your social feed, you know, snackable, like bite-sized pieces of content, um, high impact, so on and so forth. Um, in terms of like going back to community building and even like what you've done, um, you know, it's built community over at Happily. You know, one thing that we talk about a lot on the podcast is, you know, the difference between marketing and community building. So I'm wondering if you could kind of talk a little bit about that, like how you're, you know, both marketing uh, happily to, you know, obviously your internal network of freelancers, but also externally to uh, brands and clients. Um, and then, you know, how you're kind of defining the two different uh, pieces. Yeah, I mean, like when you think about like how when I like if you go back to what I was saying before about community and it starts with identity and starts with like, can we be friends? You know, like um, I, that's that's really where I think the difference is between like community um, building and marketing. Um, so like with community building, you're really trying to build friendships. Um, if you can build like a, a lifelong friendship. Um, guess what? That's going to be great marketing for you because every time, you know, somebody goes, hey, where did you guys become like such great friends? They'll go like, oh, it's such and such as conference, right? That's like basically like the, the best endorsement, like I think you can think of. So, um, so when I think about community building, I'm thinking about like how at Happily, I'm thinking about like, how can I build, help build friendships? How can I help build, um, you know, sort of build new collaborations? One of the things I'm most proud of, um, which is like, seems kind of counterintuitive, but like one of the things I'm most proud of is like when like our freelancers form teams like on their own and like take on their own client projects and like they're actually using the Happily like network to build their teams as well, right? And they're doing that of course, because the quality of the talent is there and 
you know, we're the best. I love our team. We're so, we're so focused and we're like really good at what we do, but we also really actually love and enjoy working with each other. We trust each other. Um, and we love that we get to grow with each other. Um, when you're talking about marketing, like, you know, marketing is really like, for me at the end of the day, it's like tied to like, what are you selling? Cause like most marketing like rolls up into their metrics, like roll up into like later they grow up into a sale. So marketing is really tied to sort of what product, what message are you trying to put out there to like educate, you know, um, people about your, your company or like your new feature, your new service. And that's really different. You know, you're not trying to like make people be like chummy and friends with like a new notification feature. Right. Um, You're just trying to like help them understand how that works. Yeah, no, makes tons of sense. I think that the community you built has definitely enabled that that progress and growth. So I guess the the one last question we, we do like to ask all of our guests now that we're, it's crazy how time's flying. But um, if you were to start a new software company or direct to consumer product company from scratch, this is definitely a hot seat question. But what would it be, and how would you allocate a hundred k marketing budget in order to jumpstart growth? Well, I feel like I've just done that and everybody's doing that with the pivot to virtual, right? So, um, but if I had to do it again, like, you know, um, man, I don't know. I, it's, I probably do something that's like just based more around like achieving world peace, to be honest. Like, I think that's like, there's not enough like startups and um, you know, companies that are thinking about like the real hard problems, especially like, community organizers are like kind of like thinking about, I don't know, um, other things. So yeah, I think like the next thing that I would do would be to like create, um, create some sort of like social network where um, people can share their ideas about like what world peace means to them and like what actions or steps that they, you know, share the steps that they're taking to achieve that every day or, or even like just share like conversations about their struggle for even thinking that that's even humanly possible in our lifetimes. Um, 100k to like put towards that, you know, like, I don't know, like, there's lots of ways to do that. I think like the, the idea is big enough that I could probably pull in like really big, like world leaders, you know, to just get behind it for free. Um, so I probably, you know, I probably put it against, uh, this is probably an unpopular opinion. I might change my mind like halfway through. I would definitely A-B test the crap out of it. But I would probably put it like back into ads like Facebook ads and Instagram ads, like places where like advertising is pretty toxic and just, you know, um, be like counter counterculture voice against capitalism and, you know, all the stuff that's uh, dividing us. I'm down. Sign me up. I would click that ad any day. <laughs> Cool. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, um, the idea is good yeah. enough. Like, the influencers will jump on it. <laughs> exactly. No, and I think it's it's also just super important for. I think we're at an interesting time when it does come to like entrepreneurship, where we can really use entrepreneurship as a mechanism to tackle problems and, and challenges that uh, account for more than just our bottom line. So I think it's uh, being able to tackle something like that, that that is solving a bigger problem, I think is, is noble and, and needed and just the, the beauty of, of what entrepreneurship can do in modern society. So, um with that said, do really want to thank you for coming on the show today. I think a lot of the work you're up to and the, the way in which you're empowering uh, companies, event organizers to just create really unique and special experiences is, is truly incredible. So thank you for taking the time to, to share some wisdom with us today. 
Yeah, thanks so much for sharing your platform with me. And I like um, hope that folks will stay in touch with me. Like find me on LinkedIn, Sarah Shuey, um, S-A-G-W-E-Y. And yeah, just like reach out. Like I'd love to hear like and know who your audience is and be friends with y'all too. So thanks. Likewise. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Take care. Bye. Well, there you have it, Sarah Shuey. I think uh, if you haven't already, definitely go check her out. Check out Happily. Uh, I think one of my biggest takeaways here was, um, A, just whenever you're thinking about virtual events, think about innovative ways in which you can really engage your audience. I, I think it's it's not a megaphone. It's not just one-sided live stream. In order for it to really work, in order for you to cut through the noise and create a memorable experience for your audience, there really does need to be this interactive component. So. I think she speaks to that. Now you can kind of leverage that in your events. What, what stood out to you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, just to kind of uh, piggyback on that, I loved how she, you know, broke it down. You know, how to engage people through events into virtual events into three different, uh, essentially, genres: movies, memes, and movement making. So, um, really interesting stuff. And I think, um, you know, powerful takeaways in terms of like how you kind of create uh, and keep an engaged audience. Um, you know, lastly, I think too, she, she really nailed it when she was talking about community and how it starts with shared identity, um, you know, and to think about community building as building friendships, building collaborations, uh, partnerships, things like that, um, you know, which is totally converse to marketing, which tends to be you know, very metrics oriented and, you know, sales driven. So, uh, yeah, really, really great insights from Sarah today and, uh, uh hope everybody enjoyed. Yeah. Totally. Well, thanks uh, as always for tuning in. We will be back next week. Until then, good luck with those communities, guys.